What's up, my little donuts? What's going on? It's late tonight, and I just wanted to get this quick um story in for you. How are you today? This is Friday, and I am your host, Gina, and today is Friday, which means it is Friday Friday, where I sit down with you every Friday and tell you a true crime story. First off, I would like to say thank you to my cousin Janelle for giving me this story because I had no idea about it. And I want to also say hi to the five people that are out there listening to me. I'm happy that I am not alone. So this story involves Terrence Howard, Santa Claus, and murder. And we're going to Cleveland, Ohio, December 21st. 1971 and this story is called The Santa Line Slayer Terrence Howard was one year old at this time and instead of seeing Santa Claus what he wanted to do he had to be a witness of a murder this was a nationally publicized incident that involved two men Tyrone Howard and Jack Fitzpatrick Tyrone Howard was 21 years old, black, married to Anita, with three children and one on the way. Jack Fitzpatrick was 36 years old, white, married to Mary, three children and one on the way. The story goes... Tyrone and his family cut in line to see Santa Claus and Jack said some racial slurs at him. Then Jack grabbed Tyrone, pinned him to the wall, and started kneeing him in a groin. And that reopened a wound and he that he got earlier that week and he started bleeding. Tyrone pulled out a knife and stabbed Jack along his neck and thigh area. Jack was taken to a nearby hospital and died of his wounds. Tyrone fled to his mom's house. Hours later, he turned himself in to the police. He was being charged for second-degree murder, and he pled self-defense. So at the at the trial, Mary Fitzpatrick, Jack's widow, she testified that the security guard separated the two men during the scuffle, but Tyrone then pulled out a knife from his jacket and lunged at him with it. Anita, Tyrone's wife, denied at the trial that Jack used racial epithets but she did testify that he said doing things like this has set your race back five years (sighs) dude really that's kind of cutting in line oh I forgot this man he lost his life I'm sorry Um, Tyrone and witnesses testified that Tyrone was pinned against the wall and a woman handed Tyrone a nail file which he used to stab Jack. 
but the nail file was never recovered and the unidentified woman never came forward. Witnesses also claim that racial slurs were used by Jack. Tyrone testified that he angrily cussed at Jack and that's what led to the altercation. After a long deliberation, Tyrone was convicted of manslaughter and received a sentence of 1 to 25 years in prison. The jury foreman, Jack Petro, said the issue of race did not come up as a factor in the jury room. Eleven months later, Tyrone was paroled for good behavior. Tyrone had no previous criminal record before this incident. Terrence said that his, his, his family had to move from the suburbs of Cleveland where they were living and they had to move to the projects. He also said that his parents later divorced after this. So here's Terrence's version, okay? Terrence said that it was racially motivated. He said he was he said when he and his mother joined the line, Jack assumed Tyrone whose complexion is much lighter than the other members of the family, was Caucasian. And he asked him, why did you let these N-words cut you? Tyrone said that his father, Terrence said that his father told Jack that they were his wife and kid and turned back around. Okay, so, no. I saw a picture of Tyrone um, yeah, no, he, no, I, you didn't think this man was white, so I don't know, no, and I'm gonna post a picture of him too, so, Terrence claimed that Jack then grabbed Tyrone by the throat and pinned him on the, up against the wall, Terrence also claimed, he added that Jack was 6'4", and his father only stood 5'8". Shortly after Terrence's account of the incident, Tyrone gave an interview with the Cleveland newspaper, The Plain Dealer, in which he claims that his son misrepresented his story and maintained that the altercation was not racially motivated. Okay, according to the Fitzpatricks, Jack did nothing to initiate the altercation and he and was simply defending himself although evidence showed he was the initial aggravator they testified that tyrone cut in line numerous times and jack told them it's not right to sponge anita and other witnesses also testified that jack said words to this effect in response to terrence howard's statement Jack's daughter Peggy who was nine years old at the time maintained in the plain dealer that since Jack was a seminarian he was not a man prone to violence 
and your girl had to look up seminarian. I just wanted to make sure what it was. And it's just what I thought. A student who is studying at a seminary or college in order to become a priest, rabbi, or minister. She also denies Terrence Howard's claim to her father's large size, stating that her dad was 5'8". She added, she also expressed some admiration for Terrence Howard for overcoming his childhood trauma and becoming a successful actor. Tyrone, his whole version of this, he said, it, it wasn't nothing racial that went down. It was just two men standing there, both of us acting like damn fools instead of one of us taking the man's role and walking away. According to Tyrone in his interview, after standing in line in a long line for about 30 minutes, he told his pregnant wife to take Terrence and find a place to sit. So she was pregnant, pregnant. She was good and pregnant. After 45 minutes, Tyrone and his son were close to the front of the line. Tyrone called his wife and youngest son to join them in line. Other people waiting in line, including Jack, didn't realize that the woman entering in line was Anita and accused him of letting her cut. Tyrone cussed at Jack and yelled, If you got something to say to my wife, say it to me. Jack responded, that's a cheap trick, and at that point grabbed Tyrone and pinned him against the wall. He he said his story. Now, this is Tyrone's story. All of this is Tyrone's version. After that, he said, after Jack fell to the floor from stabbing, because he you, we already established that, you know, him as the witnesses said that an unidentified woman handed him a nail file. So after Jack fell to the floor from stabbing, Tyrone kneeled down to try to apply pressure to his wounds, to Jack's wounds. Some witnesses advised him to flee and he did out of fear. In the interview, Tyrone expressed remorse for initiating the altercation, which led to Jack's death. Tyrone was invited to appear on Oprah with Terrence, but he refused. He said, Oprah wanted a sob story, and my son was there with a sob story. Terrence needed publicity for his movie. I became the meat. I was the feast that day. And the movie he's talking about is the 2004 movie called Crash, which the whole premise is just is different type of... Um, prejudices in that movie it's pretty good but yeah it's hard to watch so so that my friends is the story of Terrence Howard's childhood trauma or one of them yeah I don't know how well his childhood was so that was one of his childhood traumas or his only childhood trauma I'm not sure and it's called the Santa Line Slayer I didn't make it up. The newspaper did. So don't at me. Um, 
what do you think what do you think do you think it was racially motivated or not what how who do you who do you believe in the story i'm gonna tell you who i believe i believe tyrone because he was more into that story now anita she did tell her version of the truth on 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 the stand i think but the details with tyrone i believe pretty much everything about that you know i do think i still i think that he um that jack said something racial i do think that um what he said i'm not sure but back in the 70s i don't know i don't believe that he was 6'4 because come on tyrone one-year-old no come on terrence one-year-old terrence you're two feet off the floor yourself. You don't know what's six for it. You don't know the, you know, the heights and stuff like that at that time. Everybody is so large and so big at that time. So you don't know, you know. So I, I kind of believe, I believe more of, of what Tyrone said. Oprah did want a sob story. You know, Jack wasn't totally innocent, so they got divorced after he got out of prison and i was trying to figure out why would she divorce him after she got after he got out and i'm just trying i'm just bouncing things off i'm thinking maybe he was violent and it that was the last straw so and it scared her or something maybe he dibbled dabbled in in prison you know and switched over to another team i don't know um, or she just wanted to distance herself from him. I don't know. But then I realized this is 1970. And in 1970, she had, okay, she had to move to um, to the projects. So she needed assistance. So in the 70s, back in that time, you couldn't have a man with you. You couldn't be married because they looked at it as if you had a man with you, then he was the breadwinner. You didn't have no financial woes. And I realized that and I thought about that and I realized that really I really think that that's the reason why she had to divorce him because I was watching this movie called Claudine starring James Earl Jones you know Darth Vader himself Luke I am your father you know that and and um what's her name Diane Cara um think that's what a feeling okay let's move on (laughs) but those two were starring in it and she was on assistance and um james or jones he was a garbage man but that that's besides the point but they had a um case case worker was coming over to the house in the scene and in that scene when she was knocking on the door they found out who she was so now they had to put up the good iron and pull out the old iron had to put up the ironing board had to put up like the rug and the toaster and the coffee maker you know things like that because if they was to would have seen those appliances they would have assumed that she didn't need their assistance and she would have been cut off so I'm thinking that's the reason why she had to divorce him and I'm hoping that they stay together it was just the divorce on paper or something I don't know 
but it really sucks if they had a good relationship and she had to divorce him for this just to keep a roof over her head not just to keep a roof over her head but to keep a roof over her head because of the criteria of having public assistance that that's that's horrible um but the end of the day a lot of children got up that day and they wanted to see santa claus and that should have been it should have happened but instead two men decided to act like complete fools like tyrone howard said and one of them sadly lost his life Cleveland's then mayor, Ralph Perk, publicly denounced Tyrone as a murderer. Um, He was the mayor right after Louis Stokes. In 1971, he he came right after Louis Stokes. So that's the end of that story, guys. Um, What do you think? What do you think about it? Do you you think it was actually racially motivated or not? Um, I kind of think it was because if you see Tyrone Howard how he how he looked at that time when you know come on now he all right I'm just gonna post I'm gonna post that picture on my Instagram and Twitter and you just let me know what you think but today we got a couple of national holidays and one of the holidays is bubblegum day yep bubblegum day um bubblegum day is a day that help raise money for schools and the charities they support students donate 50 cents to be able to chew bubblegum in the classroom so happy bubblegum day and today is missing person national missing persons day and it basically focused on the country's attention long enough to recognize a missing person It may be surprising to learn every day in the United States, approximately 2,300 people are reported missing. That is horrible. That's horrible. So um, today is National Woman Physician Day, National Wear Red Day, and National Carrot Cake Day. And I think I might take mm, carrot cakes. Yes. Oh, and today is National Give a Kid a Smile Day. Yay! All right, guys. I don't have no sign-off, but what I want you to do is follow me on on wherever you're listening to your podcast right now. Just click click that follow button so you'll know when I um, upload some more, which will be every Friday. Um, If you have any kind of case suggestions for me, positive feedback, if you just want to say, hey, what's up? And I can say, what's up back? Um, just hit me up. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Fried Dough Podcast on both. Um, you can email me at friedo at I hope you keep listening. I hope I see you next week. I hope I hear from you. Um, I don't really have a sign off right now, but I do want you to stay safe. I do want you to stay vigilant. You know, just remember you are your first responder. I want to see you here next week. All right. Hope to hear from y'all. All of my resources, 
All of my information, email and everything is in the show notes. And you can also leave me a message in the show notes. Just click that link and it'll come to me and it'll get on. If you leave a message, it'll be on the next um, the next episode. So again, take care. Hope you keep listening and I'll see you next week. Bye.